Aquatics, my name is Joy Simons and you are listening to week three which is the diving week in our top teaching tips. We have already spoken about a ton of stuff to do with diving which is activities that assist diving skills, our seated dives, our kneeling dives, our crouching and our standing dives as well. Now today I really wanted to talk about the rules and as I said yesterday Yeah, I probably should have put this at the beginning of the week. However, it's done now. So the rules. What are the rules of diving? The first rule for you as a teacher is to make sure you are diving in a safe environment. Is the water deep enough for the height of the children? Now, I have already spoken about that a little bit this week, but this is so, so important. Teachers, I cannot stress this enough. And this is the reason that I started teaching diving at a younger age in our swim school because the kids were coming in um, really young. We weren't teaching diving towards until the end of the program. And I'm like, actually, these kids are too tall to be learning diving in this depth pool. We're going to have to change this up. This is actually not okay. So we probably had 1.2, 1.3 metres. And we had, it was fine for a lot of the kids, but those tall kids coming through, I couldn't get them to do standing dives because I didn't feel comfortable with it. So make sure the environment that you are teaching diving is safe. Again, think about the height of the water. I'm really struggling to label this. It's not the height of the water. Think about the height of the edge of the pool from the surface of the water to the edge of the pool. How far is that gap? Is it big? Is it small? Do you need it bigger? Do you need it smaller? Because there are times when you need it to be bigger. Crouch dive, sorry, seated dive, not your crouch dive, your seated dive. If you're doing a seated dive from the water level, you're gonna gonna belly flop. You're going to belly flop. There's no space for you to roll. Okay, so if you start higher away from the water, then you've got space to roll in, okay? But your other rules, here are the big ones. Lock your hands, lock your head, and steer up. Lock your hands. Now that's not just hands together. You've got to actually check that the hands are locked. So yes, Um, They want to go into their streamlined shape, but they want to make sure, the kids really want to make sure that you cannot pull their hands apart just with two fingers. If you can get their hands apart with just two fingers, those hands are not locked in and that is not safe. They're not going to be protecting their head. Okay, those hands are going to fly apart, they're going to come down by their side, and they're going to be leaving their head exposed to either hitting the bottom of the pool, running into someone, running into something. Um, Those kids that are diving across pools, they can run into the other side of the pool and still end up with a spinal injury, even though they haven't hit the bottom, okay? Always, always, always lock those hands and those hands need to stay in that locked position until the kids get to the surface. Locked hands. Now what does locked head mean? Locked head is where those arms are really braced in around the head. So I can go up into a lazy streamline. My hands can be locked but my head could still freely move. So you want those arms to really lock in around the head. They'll probably still get a little bit of movement out of the head, but not much. We want that head nice and stable and braced with the arms. 
any pool lifeguards out there, you want to be thinking vice grip. Sorry, not your vice grip, your extended arm rollover. Oof, I'll get there eventually. So if you know what an extended arm rollover is in your spinal immobilization techniques for you lifeguards out there, that's what you're thinking. That's what a locked head is. Okay, so you're basically up in your streamlined position and you're really squeezing those arms into the head to lock it into place. Now, the reason we want to go chin on chest is so the top of the head goes first, not their beautiful, soft, chubby cheeks. We want them protected, so chin needs to go on the chest and the top of the head would enter after the hands. So fingertips first, elbows, top of the head, then the shoulders, the rest of the body, okay? So not their chubby cheeks looking at the water and smacking the water, okay? The top of the head would enter before their cheeks enter. So again, locked hands, fingertips go first, then the elbows would come through, the top of the head would come through, then the shoulders and the rest of the body down. I don't know if you heard my streamline then, but I was doing one. <laughs> Okay, so locked hands, locked head, and they need to be able to aim up. So aiming up should be as simple as just lifting their fingertips, not lifting their hand, not lifting their head, but lifting the fingertips to steer up to the surface of the water. So get them to practice this on their gliding first. If they're practicing on their gliding, it should be super easy. Start there. You'll see if they can if they can steer up, but they do need to be able to steer their body. Now there's one other rule that I'm always harping on about to kids, even over at our 50 meter pool where we have kids that like to bomb dive in. Now I hate bomb diving. Absolutely hate it because it's not really diving, is it? But anyone that's jumping into water should always, always, always have their toes over the edge. Toes over the edge is an absolute must, okay? So if they don't have their toes over the edge, they can slip and bang their shins. But one of the things that I always say, toes over the edge, lock your hands, lock your head, steer up. Toes over the edge, lock your hands, lock your head, steer up, okay? Toes over the edge, so important. Has anyone ever tried to dive in without getting their toes over the edge? feels so weird you feel so unsecure insecure you like you're just going to slip and you have no idea where you're going to end up so make sure they've got a really good starting position before they start their dive all right so that's it for this week yay that's rounding out our diving rules rounding out our diving week on our top teaching tips here at the joy of aquatics so thank you guys so much for joining me this week i know you may have found it if you've um, binged listened to all five at once you may have found it a little bit repetitive but that's okay repetition is good that's how we learn hey we learned that one a couple of weeks ago with infants didn't we yes all right well thanks for listening happy swimming 